Well, this is going to be interesting. This definitely isn't. I think that's what everyone's going to like about it. No. Here we are. It's happening, right? Are you starting or am I starting? (laughs) We're cool, right? Well, I'm going to refill while we think about it. So, welcome to episode eight. Episode eight is the first episode where we are not drinking. Man. It's completely sober. Back to school. Oh, God. Life is hard. (laughs) We'll get an evening recording in to do this right for the next couple. (laughs) Yes, because this one is going to be rough, guys. Rough. Isn't that the irony? I mean, we feel like the first ones were the most, like, open and honest. And and now we're like, are we okay? Is it okay to say that? Like, we never cared before. Yeah. Let's work on not caring now, too. This is what we're trying to bring. Let's work on not caring while sober. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the... It's the whole point of this, right? We're going to be able to be cool and it's going to be okay. But we just, we've got a lot more courage when we have our little little sippy cups. We can't always go to the bar. It's okay. What's funny is like, we're not even that out of it. It's just enough. Just makes you giggly. Makes you honest. I mean, we're typically like just one drink. I know. But it's, I don't know. That's for me. You're the kind of friend. And I love that this is when we're, this is bubbling up for me, literally. Like you're the kind of friend I could talk to sober, but it feel but I feels as open and honest as when I've got that that dose of liquid courage. I can talk to you sober and still feel like I'm drunk. Is that a good? I think that's a good. That a good thing? I mean it as a good thing. I hope you take it that way. I hope it's a good thing. <laughs> you make I think me feel kind drunk. Of funny. That's what you I'm trying to say. Drunk. <laughs> drunk in love. Okay, I'm basically I'm Beyonce. Yes, you are. I mean, I think I am. So yesterday, I. <laughs> In preparation for this episode, I've been thinking a lot about my friendships in the past. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday, when we took my oldest to sixth grade, well, we didn't take him. He got on the bus and it was like super emotional for me. Just kidding. It wasn't. But we go out to breakfast afterwards because it was also my husband's birthday. And he asked me if I remember my first day of sixth grade, which, of course, I don't. I mean, oh, wow. I don't, I don't, either. I don't think anyone at, unless it was like super eventful. I don't think most people in their thirties will remember Mm-mm. that kind of stuff because my middle school actually happened to be like right down the street from where we were. Like, I have no idea. But what I do remember um, is that I had no friends <laughs> and I was telling him like, you know, I showed up, like I really showed up to my life, but I was just super lame Like I went to the Halloween dance, but I didn't have any friends. So I was just like out in the hallway the whole time. It was super embarrassing. It's super embarrassing to admit now. I was like, I don't think I had any friends at the first dance either. I think everyone did. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I don't have any vivid memories and I can't see being lame at all. There's no way. It felt lame, but Mm -hmm. basically I was saying that because... When we were talking last night, I told him, like, I always base my friendships off the idea of if you are in a group, are you Beyonce, mm-hmm. Kelly, or Michelle? Oh my and I really struggled because most of my life I've been the Michelle of no. the group. And it was a hard, it was a hard truth to realize. That's um. rough. I can see where you're, I can see what you're saying about this. Not that I like agree. I'm just saying I see the 
I've definitely then I was the Michelle too. If there was a white Michelle, that would have been <laughs> short white Michelle. It's it's but, diverse, you know. It doesn't oh matter. Gosh, it's all I feel. Which you one are you, the Michelle, the Kelly, who's just you know, she's important, but she's not Beyonce. Hmm. Man, I have very few friendship groups where I felt like I could be the Beyonce. Yeah, I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever did. Yeah, but then what was worse is that. I would sit there and be like, these people aren't cooler than me. <laughs> How am I not the Beyonce? Like you knew deep down what you were bringing I to sh- the table. I am definitely Beyonce level, mm. but they're giving me Michelle priority. So what was, what happened there then? You obviously let that happen. I know. I don't mean to no. hold ice after a gut punch like that. Like, <laughs> sorry. But like you, you, you had to have let that happen if you knew it. Uh, you know, I think I was just, I wanted the friendship more than I wanted the power. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's a good one. Inside, I was like, I deserve the power. Were you afraid that if you exerted, you know, like try to like challenge the alpha kind of mentality mm-hmm. that you would lose like, For the sure. people or... You would not be like it would not come through. Do you know um, what I mean? Like, what? I guess what were you more afraid of that you'd lose the people or that it like wouldn't happen? And then you're like, well, dang! Like now I'm really not. Now I'm really Michelle. <laughs> like, I think there's a few. So, yeah. I think what got me is this is going to be absolutely ridiculous. I think my whole life has been t- somewhat formed by first grade when I was outside playing tag with my friends and I was about to tag Carly Schwan. I don't know who she is now. I don't know where she is. So whatever. Um, And she like stopped me right before I did. And she said, if you tag me, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. (gasps) And I'm like, yeah, right. So I tagged her. I'm not your friend anymore. She, and she walks off. Oh my gosh. You and so the up. game is done. And all of the other girls walk off with Carly, I think. And I all I remember at this point is sitting in the sandbox and crying the rest of recess. Man. And the fifth grader who's on, you know, helping duty with the first graders comes over and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, Carly my friend anymore and so i think after that just because you're a faster runner than her right Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was too afraid to stand up for myself because i didn't want to be ousted this is wild but i remember in fifth or sixth grade or so i threw the spelling bee because my two best friends isn't this weird my two best friends wanted the other guy to win and they were mouthing from the crowd, like, we want him to win. We want him to win. What? I purposefully spelled definitely wrong so that I would lose. I hate writing that word still to this day. Oh and my I goodness. think that's why, like, I don't know. I also know I'm like way too smart for some groups, but I'm afraid to exert it. Some, And it's not that you have to be. It's just I know sometimes if you let all of you out, you're going to lose people. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm really sad. I still look back like. I watched the kids on the spelling bee spelling like 14 syllable words, looking for the Greek, asking for it, using a sentence. And it's like, that could have been me, man. That could have <laughs> wow. been me. 
Those are terrible humans. Isn't that wild? But like, think about it. Like, because someone, because you ran faster than someone or because you could spell better than someone, you lost friends. Right. It doesn't make sense. Luckily, so there did are the other friend. guy, oh, was he okay. like a cute boy and that's why they wanted him to win? I do remember his name, but he's, he follows us on Instagram. So, or not, I don't know if he follows up, but he follows me. I'm not going to out him because he'll be like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he was he's like, so... I didn't win fairly. <laughs> yeah, I know. His whole and life not, is ruined now. That, but like, why are you talking about me in your, in your, like, your podcast? Like, get over life. But he was so nice. He was an innocent bystander. I think the one girl had a crush on him. Uh, but everyone had a crush on him. He was super cute. Mm. He was one of the cuties. And, um, yeah. But I think, like, maybe that's what it was. That one, because the one girl did like him at the time. That he was, like, the crush for that. You know how it goes in phases. Mm. Like, everyone likes him, then everyone likes him. I think maybe it was just that he was the, the current person. They were like, we want him to win. I'm like, damn, I can't, I can't do that. I can't lose. I'm so mad. Okay, all that to say, yeah, mm. friend, basing friendships off like that was just not cool because those were not good friends, and I didn't know that at the time. Like I right. knew it in my soul, like this ain't right. But what do you do? You're like your little society at school. That and you I don't want to lose it. I had seats at lunch. I I got a swing safe for me at recess. I couldn't lose that kind of real that's, estate that's, in sixth, fifth, sixth that's grade. That's property. You, you don't me? give that up. Mm-hmm. That was a poor business decision for, it was. for past K. She don't do that anymore, though. Good. I hope not. Because <laughs> that. <laughs> then again, I hope I don't do that anymore either. Mm. Man, I hope you outrun me. I think my problem now is that I drop friends too fast. Now I'm like, oh, you're questioning me? You're out. Because you're on to it now. It's like it's like doing the autopsy. Remember we talked about that? Yeah, but I think it's like I've swung in the opposite direction. It's possible now to do that sometimes. Because... I'm not going to let you leave Mm -hmm. because you've demonstrated that you're just not on my level. I'm going to let you go first. I feel that. I feel that. I've become the Carly Schwann. No, no way. You celebrate women. You just, you're not going to put up with any like scarcity mindset, like competition. Um, You know, just, you're not going to put up with those kind of vibes. I don't know. There's a difference. I don't know. Last night when I was talking to Michael about my friendship situation, he vividly said to me, I just outed his name too. Um, I've never said his name this whole time, I don't think, but whatever. Uh, he uh, he said to me when I was talking about it, I don't think you're coming across the way you want to right now. I'm like, no, I am coming across the way I want to. I am awful. You're not awful. Oh, oh no. no. I am. Okay. When it comes okay. to friendships... Oh, I see I what am. you're saying. Oh, I'm like, okay. All right. I'm kind of like, I kind of had this realization that for a period, I was a social climber. Mm. I was always trying to find the person who will make me better. So like, if you make it's me better, thing, I want to be your friend. You want to be around people that motivate you to do better. Not though. better, but like, will bring me along for the ride. Oh, I see. Kind of like hitch your cart to their... Yes. Can we stay here for a minute? Because I also don't think that's entirely wrong. Are you just, I, you know you, I'm not trying to correct you. Because I, I guess what I'm doing is I'm, I'm saying I, I want to be around people that make me feel like I'm doing better. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a difference. I think there's having friendships where you believe that they will improve you as a person where you really align with who they are and you want that kind of energy around you. Mm-hmm. Then there are people who are like, She's going places. I want to go places. 
but I feel like I'll go places better if I'm attached to her. So I'm gonna get on with her. It's kind of like Regina George. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Katie kind of realized like, it's better for me to be with Regina than it is for me to be with Janice. So even though she, Janice and... Dang it, I forgot his name. I know, she Even though they here. were better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, she Janice was kind of still a shitty person. But she was the one who was like, hey, I'll be your friend when mm-hmm. she had no one. Exactly. But the moment she got in with Regina and she saw how nice it was to be one of the minions, she's like, uh, sorry, Janice. Yeah, that's... This is better. Even if she realized that Regina wasn't good. She would rather have the friendship than to be a nobody. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do see elements of that that can happen still in adult life. Like I do. I mean, it's definitely happening in school age and stuff. But in adult life, I mean, I mean, I definitely did that in church. I'm not even going to lie. I definitely did that at church. Um, But there's different reasons behind that. And y'all know I can spin. I'm not. I promise you, I am not going to go down my rabbit holes today. Maybe only one. I'll pick. I'll pick a good rabbit hole to get <laughs> to get lost in. But yeah, I can see us doing that in church. But there was there's reasons built into the system. Of, and we and we have a future episode where we touch on that, like the responsibility that comes with leadership mm-hmm. and such. And so, um, I don't know. Well, as your friend, I want to tell you, like I don't see that aspect of you, but I do respect that you are a woman who knows who the hell she is. And so, if you see that about you, then I mean, I honor that, like that awareness of yourself. And I mean, that's good stuff. And that just again makes me want to be friends with you even more because you're someone that's going to remind me that I need to be checking myself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, there is an ownership that comes with like being a friend and being a person in this world where um, you have to know who you are. Yeah. And there, you know, my envy and jealousy is a really high aspect of my personality. Mm. And I have to be very aware that when I'm feeling envy and jealousy towards someone of one, figuring out why. Right. <laughs> why am I having these feelings? Um, but then also not allowing those feelings to limit the potential of the friendship. Mm-hmm. Because typically I feel like if I'm feeling envy, I can't be your friend. I have to leave. Wow. So okay. I don't keep experiencing the envy. Yep. And so, because also I can become a bitch. Once I start having that envy, I'm going to start like so shitting like, on you. Builds up into like a resentment. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. I'm going to start resenting you. Like that. And it's, it's terrible. Do you feel that because you talked about holding that space for like, okay, I don't want to just like lose a friend because of this, but I have to protect myself. Mm-hmm. So do you find it is quality of the envy based or is it how many experiences of the, because I've. I have found that like as long as the right quality is there, I can hold that envy and use it to spur me on and use it to motivate me. But if it's too much, um, if it's happening all the time, I know that's work I have to do. Like jealousy, feeling jealous and envy, jealousy and envy is a clue to my inner work. But if it's uh, if it's the wrong kind, then I know this is toxic. 
But then there's some envy that's simply revealing what I desire deep down. Mm-hmm. So that's like good stuff. I want to stay around stuff like that. Yeah, but I think it's the same I mean? thing. Of knowing. so, I'm sorry. There was a question, period. Like, do you? How do you? I guess how do you relate to that? I think it's the same as we were talking about when we first started, um, which now I can't remember. Um, but the different kinds, right? Where there's a good kind, I want to be around you because you know whatever Mm -hmm. i think the same thing here oh that makes sense there's a jealousy when i have a good girlfriend who i absolutely adore and she might know who she is if i keep talking but it's fine um when i look at how what she has i'm like i want that Mm. but not in a way where i'm like i hate you because you have everything and i don't it's from a place of wow i want that I like how she handles her life, how mm-hmm. she handles her finances, how she thinks through things. I want that. Yes. And so if more than anything, it becomes like I find her a good person to be around. And the jealousy I have in me is like, OK, Carmen, what do you need to change mm-hmm. for yourself? Then there's the jealousy where or envy. I don't even know the difference between the two. So whatever. Um <laughs> Where I'm looking at someone and I'm like, okay, you're getting what I want and it's unfair Mm. and you don't deserve it. Yep. And then that's that cycle. And that also says something to me about me Mm -hmm. that I have to work on. But in that process, I also can't be around them anymore. I, I feel Because I'm no longer able to have a, um, like a clear conscience about the advice I'm giving or... Exactly. About how I feel and not holding that resentment, and et cetera. And you said a key thing. If how they obtained what they got, you felt it was unfair, it's really hard to watch them just continue to, you know, have the gold like thrown on them when you're just mm-hmm. like, if that was anyone else, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have that, um... I mean, we have very similar experiences. Like, well, we have very similar responses to things Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've talked about before where it's like, of course they got that because they are positioned like this and they look like that and they have all of these. Um, Whereas someone else more qualified would not have, and this is a whole nother talk, but. Even if I'm not the one who's qualified, I'm still going to be like, it's unfair. But I'm thinking of a very specific experience and a very specific person (laughs) and you're definitely more qualified. You're way more cooler. She is so the Michelle. Like she's Michelle's handbag carrier compared to your Beyonce in this game. Okay. So all that's a say. But yeah, I feel that on a level and being an, and being friends with someone for so long that what this is what's been wild being friends with someone for long enough that you go through the phase of following them around like their lapdog and then realizing like, man, I latched onto you for the wrong reasons. And right. you can just walk. That's a wild, that's like the full circle experience right there. Just mm-hmm. knowing like I idolized you or I, I chased what you had, or you just brought out the toxicity in me. Yes. I have to own that. That was my choice, but dude, I will never follow the shiny things like that ever again. Yeah. Um, I'd rather be alone than, than with that. And so, um, that's a really interesting thing to, to work out. And that's going to take a long time to keep working out. This just triggered a whole bunch, but in a good way. <laughs> Even now, like, so. It's hard work. It is. Well, I mean, so I wanted to ask you the, because like, 
have you ever been able to express that you were feeling those things? Like the, like, were you ever able to like say what you fully meant to someone that you were feeling like those feelings about, like I'm envious of the work you're doing, but I want to keep up with it because it makes me feel, and I mean, I don't mean to hammer out at this, but since we're on that topic, like, cause this, this could apply across the board. Right. So were you ever able, the one that you follow healthily or the one that you can stay, stay with healthily? Like, have you ever been able to vo- verbalize to her? Like, man, I just love how you rock at life. Like you inspire me. Um, I don't think I have, but I could. That's good. And I probably should. Like, I should probably tell her, like, you know, I'm just super impressed with what you've done and created with your life and with your family. Um, but I haven't done it. But I know that our relationship is strong enough to where I could do that. But I think that's typically easy to be able to tell someone the good stuff mm-hmm. like I appreciate you I mean of course there are people who have a hard time even saying good stuff it's true <laughs> but um but I, I wonder if I would ever have the strength to tell the person I'm envious of in a toxic negative way mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do that yeah. even in the, like the good ones like they can be good people they just aren't good for you. Yeah. I kind of ghost people at that point. I kind of just stop showing up and I don't answer text messages. And then I just disappear. I feel attacked. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, that's my, that's my move. That's my move. And I'm even. It's so easy. It is. And I'm learning that's not the way. Like, this is not the way. But that that has been the way for a long time. And we've got reasons behind why that was the way. But dang, yeah, it's... I've missed out on a lot of opportunities to let friendships end well. Because mm-hmm. not every friendship is going to be lifelong. Right. And um, no coffee mug quote is going to mend what happens when an existing connection is over. Like there is a lot of work to do, but unless you learn how to do it, it's really hard. And so, yeah, instead of sitting there and putting myself on the chopping block, you know, and burying my soul and trying anything, I, it was easier to just run. Mm-hmm. And also, also because if you're in a space or a, a system that that friendship was rooted in certain agreements and beliefs, you're just like, well, I'm already, I'm already trash according to the system. Right. So why even try? So, I mean, that's not an excuse but it's more about the system than the person. It's just like, this is what it creates. It's a byproduct of a bad system. But that was another factor. It really sucks. Like looking back, I want to at least face the people I've ghosted and say, it was shitty to do that, but here's why. And this is how I'm fixing it. So maybe if we're friends later, it'll never happen like that again. Right. Um, and going forward, I know that I'm going to enter into friendships that I know I can be honest with rather than feel less than if I were to change Um, some aspect about our connection and there's so many things i want to say right now and it one this moves us really good into our next topic um but also (laughs) i kind of want to stay here for a second because um like there is currently a few friendships that were rooted in systems Mm -hmm. church Mm -hmm. um as the neighborhood christian here even though i still do jesus i don't do jesus (laughs) that's a weird statement um part two even though i still like jesus (laughs) um i just don't go to church Mm -hmm. and i speak a lot against you know the the system of 
evangelical church. And I think people find me offensive now. Um, And so I feel that some friendships that I've had are now either hanging in the balance or they've kind of just dwindled out. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of wondering, are we friends? Are we not? Yeah. And I kind of want to reach out to them. Like, I just want to know where do we stand? Not in a, I don't like you anymore kind of way, but in a, we no longer, the thing that brought us together Mm -hmm. is no longer between us. So what do you want to do? Yeah. Are you okay with who I am now? Yeah. Will you continue? Will you be offended with who I am now? Can you be okay with this and not be passive aggressive against me when I say something that you don't necessarily agree with? Right. So I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a weird place to be in, in terms of like, this is me taking ownership, but I also don't want to force someone else into an ownership position. If that makes sense. I hear this. I have a, I have a thought Mm -hmm. because I think you are the one being made out to be the antagonist in this thing. Like, why are you right. bothering me? Everything's fine. Why are you going to question it? Right. Dissension. But, but think about it. Why would, if everything is good, why wouldn't you just be able to answer the question? Mm-hmm. What is in your, what are, what's happening inside of you that someone asking for clarity is a problem. Think about boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. Sorry, I shouldn't, that's so like outdated um, partnerships <laughs> where people are no longer in an intimate romantic relationship. Right. And then there's a, there's definitely a, a thing, but then they're still sort of like hovering next to one another. And when they communicate, it's strained. It's awkward. You don't know what, do they want me again or do they not? Are they what? So we ask for clarity in those moments. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Why can't we ask for clarity in friendships like that? Why, when we do that as friends, I mean, even in r- intimate relationships, it's it, it's labeled as like. But the the common thing here is the person that's receiving the quest the request for clarity can't respond with a good answer, um, and so they get defensive over it. And all of right. a sudden, you are the one bringing like stress and drama. It's like no asking for clarity so I can reframe my boundaries in order to best protect my energy in this mm-hmm. new scenario we're in. That is not drama. That's being an adult. That's being good to myself first and foremost. Um, and especially in post church friendships, it's not about the self. It's about Mm -hmm. everyone else. And I think that's a huge issue. So it's no wonder it's no surprise. It doesn't make it any less ridiculous, but it's no surprise that that's the response or that there's that avoidance from, from that half. So, and I don't even know if it's, and I, put church is one so of them. much. But I'm just saying, yes, right. systems where self, selfness is bad. Yeah. Any system. Right. So, but because we had mentioned church. Church, so yeah. Well, I was more of going to say, like, I think it's that our friendships aren't formed for on solid foundation. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to say. Yeah. They're not formed on solid foundation. They're formed on ideas and assumptions so when you do get to places where you need to have the hard talks and hard conversations and like, and this is a hard one because you, you know that if you mention a story, the person, if they're listening, they, they know who you're talking about. 
Um, but I recently had one where I mentioned something about myself to them really lightly, like my hair and their response was based in Christianity. And I mentioned like, and it was hard for me Mm -hmm. because me taking ownership is to say, okay, your response while it's, it's a good statement. Sure. For me, it just wasn't necessary at that time. So how do I tell you this without offending you? Mm. But also, I want to continue this friendship with you, but I can't continue it if I don't say what I need to right now. Yeah. But that also puts us in the position of not being able to continue the friendship. So it created this dynamic of, do I say something and potentially end the friendship? Or do I say nothing, which for me ends the friendship or at least ends me showing up to our friendship in the right way? Because then I'll always feel you don't know me. You don't understand me. And how can you have a good friendship if Mm -hmm. one person is feeling that the other one isn't honestly present? Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm following. This has major Carly like tag vibes. Like tag me. Like you were initiating. Like our let's test this friendship. You know, yeah. she like laid it out there, and you're you're like, this is the rule. I'm supposed to tag. Like this is the rule. I'm supposed to bring stuff up. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be able to talk with my friends. Mm. But if in tagging and playing by the rules, now you're wrong. You oh, lose. Wow, Kristen, like, you are just. <laughs> <laughs> but. It- that's like where I'm thinking, like, you didn't know what you got frozen for a minute because you're like, I'm supposed to do this. This is the way it's supposed to be. And yet I also know I could like burn this whole thing down if I do it. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be in a friendship where the rule is you break the rules? Like what? Who wants to be in a friendship where, you know, the only reason it's it's good for that moment is because neither of you are bringing your fullness to the table. Right. Why why do we do this to ourselves? It's a good question. I did it. I I'm still it doing it. I have friends I need to like sit and be like, what are we really even doing? Right. Because I know you don't like who I am. There's like a quote out there, like, pay close attention to the people who don't celebrate when you win. Mm-hmm. And it's just for me a it's reminder. Me. I'm the one who doesn't celebrate when people win. Are you kidding? But you do. Well, you celebrate <laughs> you. when I do. But that's I love the when thing. you win. There, the and thing. I love yeah. when you do. But like, and I really love to watch all of my friends win. But I also notice, like, unless I was winning their way, they no longer celebrate, celebrate the things that like bring goodness into my life or are good for humanity. It's like, it had to be their way. So I just look at something as simple as that. And it's like, I don't think I can go forward with, um, like they're no longer my front row. That's for sure. But, um, I don't know. I just can no longer go forward with people that claim to be on my side or for me when they're really not. Right. Um, it's just, it's stagnant energy. It's just like dead space in, in the suitcase. Like, I don't know. It's Dead just space in a suitcase. It's like, can we? Yeah, wow. I just need to. We need to shift out of that. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just so much cleanup, like keeping track of old relationships and friendships, the ones you want to keep, the ones you don't know if they are going to work. Making room for new friendships because you've got to keep your energy moving. You've got to keep yourself, and it's just, I'm tired, man. It's a lot. 
<laughs> but it shouldn't be so difficult. And I think like just playing by the rules, like you said, like, listen, you want to play tag? I'm going to tag you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want, then you need to go sit down. You're the one that should cry in the sandbox, not me. Because I am going to be out here doing my thing. I'm a fast runner. And <laughs> I'm looking for people that let me tag. And I don't know. It's Let me be me. Let me do my thing. I don't always want to talk about Jesus. Yes, and then, but then sometimes you want to talk about Jesus. A lot. But you want to talk about the fact that Jesus, like, there was other things about Jesus we can wonder about, you Mm -hmm. know? So even in the conversations about you, you have to talk about it their way. Or now you're divisive, Carmen. Or you should talk about it in a nice, neat way. And I'm so far from neat. Not saying, you know, I'm not relating back to any other conversation that we've had or example I've used. (laughs) Just want to clear that up. (laughs) Um, But yeah. I mean, I think that's like going into that next point um, about checks and balances Mm -hmm. of needing to have multiple types of people in your life who you're willing to be checked by. And it balances out who you are as a person Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of what are we saying? Uh, Politics, checks and balances. um, I have the definition here, guys. I really do. People but aren't ready for this, though. They aren't ready for that, it. This reminder that there really is a system. This is this is painful, Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Checks and balances in politics. I got, like, the actual definition, Get guys. I mean, just so I don't mess it up. Okay. Um, but we obviously see it's not working well in our politics currently. But it's the counterbalancing influences that help to avoid concentrated power. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> In our situation here, like, it's not concentrated power, but it's concentrated thought processes that are all the same. Yep. Everyone thinks alike. Everyone sounds alike. All your friends talk like you talk. All your friends believe how you believe. And so you believe you're always right on everything because Mm -hmm. all your friends will tell you, yes, girl, yes. Uh -uh. No, sometimes you're wrong. And it's okay to have friends who say to you, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Or at least here's my opinion. And it's not going to agree with yours. Can you accept it? Like, I think what's important in our friendship is that between Kristen and I, um, is when we say, so we're cool, right? Mm-hmm. We are allowing the other person one to prepare because we know something's about to come out of the other yep. person that we may not like. And then it also, it, we know when we say that, that we're about to disagree with them and it's okay for us to disagree. Yeah. But at least let's give them a warning. It's so that good. That it's coming. But it's an invitation too. Yeah. Because it's it's like we're, if, I don't know, there's so much consent built into that too. I know sometimes we do dump on one another. Like we'll we just do. be like, listen, it's been a day. And then there are times I've messaged you like, do you have the mental capacity to hear what I'm about to say about this, this or that? And you're mm-hmm. like, shoot. <laughs> or you'll put, we're cool. Or you'll yeah. be like, girl, get a life, talk to me. <laughs> Stop but it. That, that's so important. And I have never really had um, a framework like that. It's very psychological if you think about it. Because in therapy, I remember there would be a big concept. And then the therapist would say, and we're going to call this this. So whenever this trigger word comes up or this keyword, you know that this is the whole thought process behind it. Mm, and so built into we're cool, right, is consent and boundaries and all of that good stuff i just mm-hmm. love it so I like but, how that but yeah and the thing is is i never not like what you say 
I never sit there and think, how dare she? And I've done this before with people, maybe because they didn't ask if I was ready. You know, so there's a lot to explore there. But I am always ready. Like, this is, yes, like, this is what we signed up for. Right. This is good. Because, yeah, as fun as it is to just have this big old echo chamber where you're glorious no matter what, it is not growing you Mm -hmm. to be like that. And every time you say, we're cool, right? I know something's coming that's going to grow us, but also each of us. Mm -hmm. Like, who couldn't, who doesn't want that? Lots of people. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Who wants to be called out? Who wants to be, right, right, right. Not me. I'm kidding. I do. But for the right reasons, right? Right. Like, it is good. Oh, it's so good. I mean, um, our last therapy appointment, which was like a week and a half ago, uh, marriage counseling, um, our therapist, he likes to say, can I be frank? Which I'm like, that's not your name. What are you talking about? Kidding. I freak it all the fun. That's a <laughs> bad joke. Um, but also he gets mad at me when I make jokes like that because he knows I'm trying to like block myself. So um, but whenever he says that, I know like, oh God, he's about to say something that is going to be highly embarrassing and I'm not going to like it. But it allows me to prepare. Mm-hmm. And we always go, yep, that's what we signed up for therapy for. So go ahead. Right. And this last time he was like, what I'm getting is that you're both selfish. You're selfish. You guys are selfish. And when I say the rest of the week, I just talk shit about our therapist. I talk shit about our therapist. (laughs) That's so great. I was like, fuck him. What do he know about me? I ain't selfish. You loser. Is Mike jumping in on this too? Is he just No, he just laughs. I can see you both in the kitchen like, yeah, and then did you- What does he know? He doesn't know anything. (laughs) What college did he go to? (laughs) He needs to go back. I'm checking his credentials. Man. That is so funny. But then also, like, the last week and a half, I've been like, oh, shit, that was, like, You're in the selfish. mirror, like, damn it, he was right. <laughs> I'm selfish. <laughs> what the fuck? How dare he tell me about myself? And he's at home, laid back in the recliner, like, just knowing everything you're going through mentally. He's like, this is what, so on Tuesday, I got to prepare for, you know, it's like, <laughs> now we got to do recovery work. Like, that's so funny. The to see the split screen of all that would be a gem. Oh, my <laughs> like goodness. everyone in their moment. I am. He's right. But it also has been a lot of work this week to be like, I'm being selfish right now. I'm going to choose a different way. And I don't like it. It's not fun. I want to go back to the old days before I didn't know about myself. Oh, I know when we were just... Ignorance is bliss. Is that is. When, when we apply that to all of this, we're like, I don't want to know the things I need to fix. Because then I have checks and balances. That's good. That's also why he teaches us how to do checks and balances within our marriage. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, one could argue, well, friends aren't supposed to be your therapist. Okay, but but therapists are there to help us do life right. So Mm -hmm. in a sense, our relationships are supposed to go a certain way. Mm -hmm. And when they don't, we get... We have like some knotted thoughts and patterns and then they need this person who can see them and unthread them for us. So showing you how to go and do that work on your own. Oh my God. That like that was needed. Never mind. Go on. Well, I was going to say, so the very fact that a therapist would teach you how to go and do the work on your own just 
illuminates the fact that we are supposed to be communicating at a certain deep level where we are supposed to be having this like push and pull this tension the shalom if you will shalom we're supposed to have it because it it grows i don't know it grows us i think it just makes it better but yeah not everybody can handle that and rather than accept the fact that they are just not doing their inter inner work to be able to stand in those moments they just decide it's drama Mm-hmm. Because that's a good buzzword that can put you as the bad person now in their life. Oh, she was dramatic. What? She just wanted clarity. She right. just wanted to talk. She just wanted to be herself. Are you kidding me? She wanted so to be heard. that's the difference. For sure. And I don't know. I'd rather have... If that's the case, I'd rather have dramatic friends. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have... Because they, they make me a better person. Like... Dramatic in the sense, like, they're asking questions, they're asking for clarity, we're reassessing and honoring one another's boundaries. Right. Give me all those friends. Please. All of them. Um, I was reading, because that's what I do, um, but we're going to be mentioning this person a lot, because she's just fire. Um, Brene Brown. Yes. I was reading Braving the Wilderness, and she talked about how... As a nation, we've begun sorting ourselves to where we no longer live um, in ideologically diverse areas. Mm-hmm. We basically live near people who think the same as us politically and socially. Mm-hmm. So back in like 1976, when it came to presidential elections, there was about like, I think she said 18% of the country um, were counties where a president won by a landslide. Now it's like 80% landslides um, because we're all just coming together in our own little bubbles. And so we think the whole world is like that, Mm -hmm. but it's not. And that's why we need to have friendships that are diverse yeah. So that we're not sorting ourselves into similar thinking areas, kind of like, you know, Harry Potter. It's like, true. And oh, the sorting hat. See, we all need to just be sorted. We can be sorted, but then live among each other and <laughs> go like, to class. We're all just like, oh. Because based on our true natures, based on our true wholeness deep down, you know, we would probably not be in some of the areas that we're in, but like mm-hmm. we're, we're staying for the belonging because we're mm-hmm. afraid to be alone. We're, or if that's that's who we're told we're supposed to think like, because that's our like, here we go again. But like the, our religious beliefs de- demand that we believe that we vote one way. And like right. that can't be that's not always the answer. It's not. And so, yeah, the the idea of that, of us being able to like break out of that. Is a, I don't know, it might take a while, but I think we can get there as humanity, but I don't know if we'll live to no, see it. I don't think we'll be alive. <laughs> Will we? Maybe our kids. Probably not. But, you know, we have to learn to accept people's full humanity. Mm-hmm. All of who they are, what makes them who they are. Like the whole, when people go, I'm colorblind. Well, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Like, sweetie, yeah. I don't want you to be colorblind when you see me. Like, because me being black is important to me. So, like respect that exactly and yeah i had something else to say but i forgot so whatever you got it (laughs) i know i was thinking earlier about why like why okay how many friends how many friendships i can even hold at one time Mm -hmm. to be able to like 
really interact with them because I'm a friendly person, but I'm also very comfortable with myself. Yeah. And um, it's it's something like if a friend, I don't know, like everyone's idea of having a friend is different. And so, and this, again, it's just like a relationship. Like if you want to mingle with somebody, they want to gauge like, well, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Because I do every night by myself. So if you need someone to like snuggle, I'm not your person. Kind not of me. So yeah. And that's where it was like, I've been thinking about the kind of friendships that I have, like what I can even really give and to simply have friends just because our ideologies are the same. It just doesn't benefit me at all, really, because it's like I don't like that's nothing more than just that's just a statistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, then I'm similar. Then I'm friends with everyone in the world. You know what right. I mean? In that sense, that that thinks like me. But like to just sit around you just because we think like that. I can't make that the reason. And I feel like a lot of my friends like came from that mentality, like that mentality that, well, we agree. And so we should be friends, but it's really about like how they make me feel. Do I feel I can expand around them? Do I feel that I can retreat and they're okay? Mm -hmm. Do I feel that I can, I don't know. It's things like that. I don't know. That's something I, I had given some, some mental space the other day and it's mostly because I, I saw pictures of friends that have like 57 friends and they're all mm-hmm. hanging out every weekend. And it's like, yeah, I'm okay. I just, yeah. I'm okay. And they may think that they have it the right way, but I'm also just like, I, I also need to just like be with me and know like what's so, and that's like different personalities and everything. We can get into all of that, but yeah, the, the thought came to me that like, I was wondering what is the true anchor of like why I'm friends with who I'm friends with and in in a lot of irony it's that we can be friends even though I I take my space like Mm -hmm. for myself sometimes and it's like they just because they just know that's just a component of who I am right and um yeah so that's a whole that's a whole thing (laughs) well I think you know what's interesting is I had a friend group a couple years ago where Around my 30th birthday, um, Michael threw me a birthday party and he's like, do you want to invite X, Y, and Z friends? And I was like, uh, no. He's like, why? You like hang out with them every day? I'm like, yeah, but would they be okay with this group of friends? Oh, like you're bringing two groups. Two different groups together. And I'm like, well, these are my like white church friends. <laughs> and this party is like my life friends, which just happen to mostly be black. And I just don't know if those would mix well. And I felt that for years, a lot of my friendships, it was like me trying to go, okay, is this going to be a white church friend gathering or so life friendship gathering? And so I've come to a place now where I'm like, if I can't invite you to my life gatherings, I don't want you in my life. Boom. I love that. Like, I no longer want these friendships where I feel I have to, like, we can, you can be my white church friend. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But also be a person where I know that you're safe or I'm safe if you come to my house for a life gathering. That's it. Like, I don't feel that you're judging me and my non-churchy friends or you're giving everyone crazy eye or you know, you're listening to the music and you're like, oh my God, they said the N word or they're listening to rap. Where's, where's 
I don't can't even Dan Crowder, <laughs> the Crowder Stop. band. Where's in like a lion, Carmen? I don't want to hear DMX bark anymore. You know, I I need all of my friends to be, a, be able to be in to come together, and I I just can't do anything else anymore. And to have a That's friendship so right now, um, where I feel like a current friendship I have. I feel like I could invite her and her husband to anything I have in my house, regardless of what it is. If it's all Christian and they don't even like particularly call themselves Christian, but I feel like I could invite them there. Mm -hmm. If it's my life, have a barbecue, I could invite you then. And that's what I want. Yeah. And that to me is still a check and balance. Yeah. That's a big one too. I never, and I didn't even consider that you would have had to have like think through that. Yeah, I was like, I had segregated friendships. (laughs) And I don't think you, obviously you did not want that. Yeah. But, and if I'm treading, like, just put me back in my place. Never. But there's an ass, I don't know, sometimes I'll, I mean, I I walk the line. I know where I am. But it's, I mean, in life, like, I I just understand, like, this aspect of relating and the awareness that, like, I've I've just gained over the last few years about just, like, who I am in in society and, like, how I need to, like, be in relationships, like, treading carefully, like, just all that to say. I feel like there was an aspect of protecting your life, your life friends. It, cause it wasn't like, are they going to mingle? But like, and like, cause you said safety and it's like, I can't tell you how many times I have watched, um, women of color in the influential space. I don't want to call them influencers because there's so much more than that, that term, but in that influential space where they're doing something and it's getting thousands of, of hundreds of thousands of shares and, and read this and, and read that. And, then this influx of white women come into their space because they've shared something profound and a mm-hmm. black friend shares it and that, or a white friend shares it, but a lot of white women are in the sphere of this person who shared it. And now they're in this woman's thing. And then the next time she says something here, come all the Karens and Bettys and Judy's hollering. And it's like, that was not like, where did you come from? It's like you opened the gate and let all of these monsters in. And I've seen I've seen this and the only reason I know about this because I've seen them speak up like, look, if you're going to send your people to me, you better let them know who I am and who I'm for. This is my space. And it just I think that's like where it's come to me now, like as a white person interacting with black friends, black people in general, that like, who am I even when I share something of certain people that I follow who are black, like I get nervous. Like are some of my friends going to follow and become one of those assholes mm. that like totally kills their vibe. So if I'm worried about that happening with strangers on the internet, I can't even imagine the pressure of you worrying about that happening in your home. Mm. That's yeah. just insane. Yeah. So I don't do it. <laughs> I can't even blame you, but that makes me sad that, yeah, that that's a reality that you have to, one of the many thing realities of yours that I, that I hate is part of your reality because it shouldn't. Yeah. But I like that you have this boundary now. If you can't come to everything, then maybe you don't come to anything. Exactly. New boundary, new line. I like it. But it's for the purpose of checks and balances. That's good. Be someone who's willing to be called out. If I can't call you out and if I don't feel comfortable being refuted by you, Mm. if my call out is wrong, which is could be, I don't want that either. Like I want to have friendships that are open doors. We have all the doors, all the windows open. There's no wondering which door I can go through in your house. Like, you know, right. It's all open. 
We can have all the conversations you want. Like that invite to break it down Mm -hmm. is, is there like why? I don't know. But again, it all comes back to, I think people, they have to face themselves in order to have those conversations. And too many people don't want to face themselves. And then they're also supported and coddled with a narrative that says it's not only not their job to face themselves, but it's a sin to face themselves because Jesus died so that they don't have to face themselves, you know, like, Mm. and that's just even worse. Right. I'm sorry, but that is even worse in my opinion, because then that really shuts down communication. And then that creates, that creates just... That infinite loop of, hey, girl, praise that, screw them, repeat. And I just, I can't. You're all sitting there in your holy huddle. The holy huddle of circle jerking. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That is exactly what A holy huddle circle jerk. You're just, Mm. yeah. You know what? If that's the, I would rather have chaos and drama from all my honest open-minded mm. friends than than happen. I am not joining Pastor John's circle jerk. So. <laughs> Man, Pastor John is For those rough. of you just tuning in, there is no real Pastor John, but he is my he is the archetype of the typical pastor who just really believes the sun shines on him and he has every answer. He needs no no constructive thought. It's all just his way or the highway. He wears all the hats in Jesus' name, and he ruins lives, <laughs> basically. Um, he upholds all the wrong systems, and mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't really have a. There's not really a Pastor John, but anytime, oh my gosh! But anytime, man, is he a dick? He's just patriarchy wrapped in robes. Just he's 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 the worst. Okay. Hmm. So how do you do this? How do you find these friendships now that you've taken ownership mm-hmm. and you understand, like, I need relationships with checks and balances. How do I then go out my front door and find someone? Where do we start? Right. I mean, I think it, start, it starts with us. It starts inside, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we got to know who we are and what we bring like what we're bringing. Right. I think, I mean, because I spent all of my time cutting off parts of myself. I use mm-hmm. that term. It just means like hiding things, repressing things, um, not to a future episode, but just like stocking up my shadow self, like hiding her away so that I could be better accepted by these people that I wanted to be in relationship with. Um, and so the remedy for that now, my healing, my work is to go forward and know all of who I am and know that I'm bringing that no matter what. And the people who stay and are okay with her are the ones that get to stay kind of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, knowing like who I am first and foremost has got to be the number one. Number one thing. Well, once again, Brene Brown, she said in terms in in uh, nodding back to a quote by Maya Angelou, where Maya Angelou said to a reporter or something, um, I belong to myself. Brene Brown said, you will always belong anywhere you show up as yourself and talk about yourself and your work in a real way. Mm. Like belonging. I love to that. yourself and showing up just as you are like you belong period they may not like it mm-hmm. but you belong they may not accept it 
they may not think it's a good idea, but you still belong. Exactly. And that's the first step, I think, is knowing exactly who you are and doing that. Um, what do we do? The after someone dies. Oh, the autopsy. The autopsy. Thank you. She was staring at me and I'm like, I know nothing. <laughs> You're like, well, what are you talking about? Could what do we, we do? We do our personal we do autopsy. <laughs> we do walks. We do Beyonce videos we on do repeat gin. in the middle of the night. We do lots of things. I don't Help understand. <laughs> yeah. We do uh, autopsies, personal autopsy. autopsy. After we've done that and worked through Dude, all of our first, shit. First people coming in too, we do, we do not really cut people apart. Yeah, right? no, no, yeah. no. We don't do autopsies on dead bodies for fun. So funny. Um, Although I may, but just kidding. Don't call the police on me. Um, Science lab. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, you you do that autopsy of yourself and the things you've gone through and how they've affected you, like the Carly Schwans of the world. And then you accept it and you move forward. So then when you show up, you know you're showing up as you and not as the person who will be accepted by whoever is there. Right. Because, I mean, you then you have to keep up with that. Yeah, and that's exhausting. It's just too much. And that's why stuff falls apart. Yeah. Better to just go in. What's number two? Number two, know why you want a friendship. Probably. Just like, a bit. Why would you want to? Mildly like, important. Know why. Because if you're just doing it because you're lonely, mm-hmm. I've definitely had relationships with people, not even just friendships, but like dating relationships. I was just lonely. Just because, yep. And while I got to walk away free and clear, the person who was left behind once I was done being lonely, they didn't. Yeah. Like they get screwed because I was lonely and now they have this mark on their life and their story because I was an asshole. Yeah. Same. I, I had some of that in my past. I would argue some people deserve a taste of their own medicine because maybe. Probably. But at the same time. Yeah. Still I had to acknowledge. <laughs> and I think that comes from. The fear of being alone. Right. Because we read lonely and alone as a bad thing, but really like being with yourself is, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm thinking of a quote, I forget who did it, but one of our favorite people on earth shared it and she was, it was about dating, but it applies to friendships. And she was saying, your competition is not another person. Mm -hmm. Your competition is myself. (laughs) Like how good I feel when I am with myself. If you cannot at least meet or exceed the vibe I can achieve when I'm on my own then I just don't have room for you. Because what are you doing for me then? You're bringing me down. I wish that I would have known that from day one. Mm -hmm. And I I do try to tell the kids that. I mean, I try to set them up like, love yourself so much, dude, that like when you go out, you know, like you bring all of that. And then like people, you know, they want to be their best self too. I don't tell Mm -hmm. them like, if they don't make you, they're only six and 11. Right. (laughs) We're we're not trying to get crazy, but I just tell them like, don't let anyone make you feel lower. Mm -hmm. They should, they should like match your vibe a little, right? you know? And so, yeah, definitely, man, know why you're doing it. Cause just because you're lonely, like dude, go for a walk, read a book. (laughs) We've got lots of books. Just, we will lend them to you. So many books. Start the, the, read a book. We're cool. Write library. Go out to eat by yourself. Oh, so good. If you can't go to eat by yourself, why would anyone else want to eat with you? That is real. I want to start going out to dinner by myself. I did all the time. At least once a month. 
Like, really? Once my kids, my mom would take them to BSF or whatever, mm-hmm. and right. I would take a few times. Yeah. I would go out to eat by myself. Like a full on lunch. Yeah. Drinks. Yeah. Just me. I would have a glass of wine. Yes. I would sit at the bar sometimes, just me, the bartender, and a glass of wine and a good book. See. I don't care who sees me. That's Parisian Carmen. It is. That is Parisian. See. Living her best life here it's, in America. Do it. Ooh. Tan and tipsy. Is it, is it my best life? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh. Um, going forward, when I look for new friends, I want to make sure I can be available for them. Mm -hmm. Like truly available. This, this goes back to like my concern. Like how can I even like, do I even have room for friends in my life right now? Like I want to make sure that I can be there. Right. Um, I don't just want all the friends like I did before. Like I want to make sure I can really like serve them and love them like outside of just common thought Mm -hmm. or, you know, we have similar interests. And so I want to like be able to be there and have those tough talks right have the fun too but have the tough talks and know that like we're growing each other mm-hmm. all the good stuff is happening in the friendship and you're not wasting it on other people yeah if that yeah because you know there was a period where i thought all i wanted was to have all the friends in the world and just have lots of friends and we could mm-hmm. all hang it all the time but yeah. then you kind of realize like but are they actually bringing anything to my life other than going to the bar on a Friday night? Exactly. Or I don't know, whatever yeah. lots of friends do. I um, met a girl years ago. We worked together and it was one of those instant friendships where it was just like, wow, I feel like I've known you forever. Those are so good. And then like a week later, I was going with her to get a Brazilian. It was weird. Yes. Not my own Brazilian. It was hers. That's fantastic. Though. I just held her hand and it was like. Wait, you were in the room. Okay. I'm, I was in I the room. Girl, I'm with you. I was in the room. And then the like only- a week later after that, she's like, I have scabs. And she showed it to me. And I'm like, I did not ask for this. I thought but- she was like, it's your turn, boo. I'll hold your hand. No. That is so great. I'll say the only person out there cooler than the Brazilian, like the the technician themselves is the friend who would hold your hand the while friend you're who will it. hold you, like, just if, all up in your business talking about brunch that is if amazing. you're not willing to go <laughs> into a room with a wax person and me with my hoo-ha out we aren't meant to be friends hold my knee friend hold my knee <laughs> if you aren't willing to watch me give birth we're not, not meant to be i want to be available to hold someone's knee i honestly like that is a goal for me <laughs> But I'm basically at the age now in my life where not a whole lot of friends are going to be out here having babies. But it's literally a goal. Like, I will know that I have reached that level when I can hold your knee. Yep. And then we can take our our shiny hoo-hahs to pancakes after. And, you know, that sounds great. great. Hold my knee. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Be available, friends, for anything. Anything. Just know what you can offer. Yeah. And then show up. Show up. I mean, it could be like bringing dinner because they're sick or a cup of coffee because they have a cold. And some of my best ones when people like show up unannounced with coffee in the morning. I'm just like, oh "Oh my God, you love me. My husband doesn't even make me coffee. You've brought me stuff before. You saw me in my darkest hours. And I remember you bringing me stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. And there was no condition. There was no rule. You were just like you need to get up and off the couch, take a shower, go outside, do something. You know, she's like, you got 75 people to text back. That's okay. (laughs) Start with this coffee and this devotional I brought you. (laughs) 
baby steps. I, I gave you no devotional, okay? <laughs> I'm sitting there. It may have been a notebook. Oh my gosh. It just smells like wine and shame. And Carmen's like, we're going to get through this. <laughs> oh my God. Did I give you devotional? I hope not. You did, but it, listen, it, it's just different. What was it? It slaps different with you. It was, it was Book of John. It was a study on the Book of John. And I oh God. Yeah, I remember that. It wasn't bad. I actually started working through it. It was meaty. Oh. The only thing, well, it was better than like the the regular like the devotionals that are just like just the one page the quick the Christianese like it's I can't okay. this one actually put me to work it was good yeah. it was good although I I yeah I'm so ashamed of that no <laughs> are you kidding you guys Carmen no it's different it's different it, it's just different Carmen your intention is so much different your vibe is so much okay. different with that I'll accept that very <laughs> I'm like I didn't give you a devotional. <laughs> Apparently I did. But I think I also gave you some kind of alcohol in that bag. There was so much alcohol. No, I'm sure there was a bottle of wine I feel like there was some wine in there. It was like cocoa and you were just the best. And a unicorn mug. Yes, the unicorn mug. Although I'm pretty sure um, Ella stole that. She showed it. You know she took it. She goes, this is obviously for me. I mean, it has a... She's like the bat symbol for Ella. She's like anything with a unicorn belongs to her. It's mine. Thanks, Miss Carmen. Thanks for stealing my friend's gift to me. Appreciate it. Mental note, watch this one. (laughs) Target. (laughs) (laughs) She's not allowed in Target. Sorry, officer. I thought it belonged to me. Okay. And after all that. And then, yeah. You just dive in. Deep. Deep. We like it deep. Okay, episode four has got to... really do. That's right. We're going to do 4.2 soon. But kind of my fave. Honestly, though, um, if we have not shown you guys... <laughs> Who likes a tip drill? <laughs> I mean, just for a minute, just to see how it feels. Oh, <laughs> Is it what enough? A little game. Okay. I'm sorry, we're children. We can't even go. I, this is us not drinking. I was just thinking. I was just thinking. Like, if we're sober, this that's is not right. drinking. Wow. So listen, that's if you, cool. If you can't be equally wild with your friend, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's clear that we don't need it, but we're still gonna have it because we like the taste. Yeah. So good. So, <laughs> so yummy. good when it hits your lips. Okay. But yeah, dive deep in. Go get real. Um, be like Carmen and call that girl's bluff and tag her. Tag Play them. by the rules. And ask tough questions and speak your mind and be your whole self and be real and honest and upfront and know because you've covered points one through three that you're okay. You know who you are. You're going to be okay with who yourself. You've made yourself mm-hmm. available for real friendships and now you know whether or not this person is worthy of all the shit that you're bringing to offer somebody. Right. That is that is it right there. Like, Is she worthy of your knee holding? It, if you won't let this girl hold your knee... <laughs> So maybe deep dive should actually be like above that, because if you if you dive in and you find out she's not she's not worthy of your knee holding, honestly, then it, she's not worthy. I am gonna sit there. I'm gonna be staring at my friends from now. I'm just like I wouldn't even let you in the hallway of the esthetician. I wouldn't even like, tell you I was getting it yeah, done. Yeah, you wouldn't even know I was getting a Brazilian loan holding my knee. <laughs> At least it's not a cheek. Listen. Let me tell you, on my last appointment, I had had three in a row once. On that last one, I had the same girl every time. That third one, she's like, okay, now get up, turn around, spread your cheeks. I'm like, excuse me? Oh, she's, this is like service. I was this like, girl, we did not do this every time. And she's like, we did it? Well, yeah, you there, there's a butt crack one. We're going like, to do this. Okay. You're like, what's that last one for? We haven't had this many before. This is a lot. <laughs> what is it? Wait a minute. What's the movie? The breakup. Um, tell me about this. 
Do you remember with um, Vince Vaughn and, and Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston when she goes? Because remember she's trying to win him back. I and watched her, it, but I don't. Oh, her it. boss, her eccentric art director, like the museum curator, sends her to her personal waxer for the move that's going to get him back. Tell him you're in for the Telly Savalas, and he's like a famous. I think he's a famous artist, but he's big. Bicked down, just buttery, shiny on his head. <laughs> She's like, and then just walk around the apartment after a shower. And it was like a whole thing. But I always laugh every time it's Brazilian time. I'm like, tell me about this. I just Tell's think about that. Google him. It's not the, it's, it's, it's not a, a very bright image. Like you're just like, just mixing that with waxing, but you get it. You understand mm-hmm. the reference. It's really funny. Fun. Friendship is not just about waxing your hoo-ha, but we've no. obviously used it as a <laughs> as a, a marker. Um, I want to say something, though, on this, because for too long, all of my friendships hinged on whether or not we aligned with the same narrative. Right. Whether or not um, I aligned with an archetype in an ancient book mm-hmm. and how well I was working to align up with that basically proverbs 31 woman kind oh of thing. god um our friendships were based on how selfless i was that i could just mm. keep showing up to the church and doing stuff and i seemed to run on an endless supply of energy and all my kids were happy and they all that is the stuff my friendships hinged on not whether i was mentally stable not mm-hmm. whether i was eating well not whether my marriage was truly in a good place um and so Things like, can I let this person into my home when my entire group of black friends and family are here? Or can I let this person see my vajay on a Sunday morning? Um, I'm sorry, but those are immensely more vital components to a friendship mm-hmm. compared to what it's used to been, what right. it used to have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would go so far as to say, like, going out on a Friday night and getting, like, drunk with people. If I trust you enough to get into an Uber with you, that's even more. I care more about that than if we believe in the same the same Deity. stories. and de- Exactly. So I say that really as a quick caveat because, I mean, we have so much that we've shared and we've giggled. But the fact is, it's just we just want real, everyday connection mm-hmm. we don't need the the show and the facade anymore like, that's know. what it used to be like, i'm over it i can't tell you how many people just accepted me as a good person because i was friends with x y and z mm-hmm. and i was just like yeah but i'm a whole person too but then i but i'm not giving my wholeness so what do i expect this is what i deserve is yeah i did it ownership i did that to myself ownership you have to own what even got you into those friendships oh for sure Never again. And then you own how you got yourself out of them, if it was good or not, if you did it right or wrong. But now that you know it, you got to own how you show up moving forward. Oh, yeah. And how I show up to any new friendship. And like, I'm realizing that I don't have a, I don't have a lot of capacity left. My capacity is very low. I'm not texting people the way I should back. Like, I don't want, like, if, if you can't come over and talk to me about whatever you want to talk about, then we're not meant to be friends. It's so Because I can't sit here on my phone with you all day. I'd rather have a phone conversation with you. Let me call me. If I can't yeah. call you, like at this point in my life, if I can have a phone conversation with you, mm-hmm. maybe it just won't work. That's what's so strange, too. Yeah. Like, there should be at least be friends that you're like, just call me if you need to break that down. Right. Because we don't have to talk every single day. But let's mm-hmm. go through your life and then let's let's meet back at the table. Mm-hmm. 
And I may not talk to you for a week, but know that we are still the best of friends. I've got you. Right. Yeah. Like we're all doing our life. I mean, we're, this is part of the self-care episode we're going to bring up, but it's part of part of our boundaries is just like how we interact with the people in our life. Like it means something. It's mm-hmm. it's about our taking care of our energy and like allowing us to be available and um, helping us to be available in the best possible way. And yeah, it's like sometimes like certain conversations need words. Right. It can't just be a one off. I mean, anyone who's just taking like this one little conversation or this one blip like and running with it, they're obviously not very available for a real ongoing living relationship, mm-hmm. living friendship, living as in it breeds in, it breeds out. Mm-hmm. There's tension, there's relax. Like it can't just be this one constant thing. And I have so much anxiety in my life that if it used to be like, if you didn't talk to me for like a week, I'd be like, oh my God, are we okay? Are we same. Fine? Oh, same. I think she hates me now. But like, I'm at a point now in my life where I'm realizing what people have lives. It's, They're busy. We'll all come back. We'll come back. Well, Cause then like, and when I'm on with some, that means I'm missing other people. So mm-hmm. then I catch up with them. And then, so that's the thing. Like there are spurts and then there are times. I don't know. Like, it's okay. It's so Like my, my baby sister and I, like we get together and talk for like three hours. We mm-hmm. just cover it all. And then we text in between and send gifts and everything. But then we'll talk again and it's like we get caught up on all the stuff but if i'm doing that with my own sister like my baby sister then yeah <laughs> that's that's totally different you know than or i'm sorry that's like the same it's not going to be any different with friends like that's right. how i operate so mm-hmm. i just lost my whole train of thought it's fine well I need coffee. <laughs> no, you don't. You had Maybe enough. that's the problem, but I've had too much coffee. <laughs> too much coffee. So, I guess that's it. Friendship. Friendship. Do it right or don't do it at all. Just exactly. <laughs> Please. Amen. <laughs> I will hold your knee while you give birth. We're good friends. Don't. I'm a good friend. We are good but friends. I don't want to do the, the stupid stuff. We just, it's not stupid, sorry. We don't want to do the superficial stuff. We don't want to do the, you're dramatic because you make me think my things and feel my feelings stuff. Like, we don't want to do the, oh my gosh, we got to be best friends because we go to the same place on Sunday thing. We just want real friends. Real friends. In our life, in our time, in our space, like, Mm -hmm. that we align with, that we resonate with, that Mm -hmm. we feel whole with and Mm -hmm. accepted with. Yep. Is is there anything wrong? You want the world, Kristen. God. Too much. (laughs) Just shut up and take what you get. Stop being dramatic and talking about things like intellect. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but listen. Intellect and resilience. That's my new podcast. Can you make that into a t-shirt? Intellect. Meet me at my new podcast on Spotify, Intellect and Brazilians, where we talk about being a woman <laughs> who has a brain and a hairless vagina. And all the people who hate us for it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>